Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favourite programme. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seats, hot seats. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong Hee is the Senior Pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore and ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week answering emails that come in to us at connect at cdradio.sg. Well, sit back and let's have coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. I tell you, the title is called New Heaven and New Earth Occupation. <laughs> okay, okay. It's good, right? Okay, somebody wrote to us, connect at cityradio.sg. Say, hi Bernard, thank you and Pastor for always bringing open and heartfelt coffee conversation sessions to us. My question for Pastor is in a few parts. So Pastor, we... You know, we take it part by part, shall we? Yeah, yeah, we take it part by part, okay. Part one, with regards to Revelations 21 verse 1. Okay, Pastor, at this point in time, we have not even gone to Revelations 21. Soon, soon, soon. <laughs> soon. It's, it is coming soon. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it says, In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we have come to Revelation 21. Okay, Pastor, he, he, he puts the, quote, the verse in. Then, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea, S-E-A, okay? Right. So, John was given a glimpse of what is to happen. Now, chronologically, mm. it is placed after the 1,000-year reign with Christ, the judgment of Satan, and the judgment of the dead. Mm. So, what is this new heaven and new earth? That's one, one part, okay? And he says, what do we do when we are in the new heaven and new earth and then there's a third part okay don't worry pastor I will remind you of other questions how should we live in regards to what we know about the new heaven and new earth so pastor this is part one I depend on how you answer we can actually take this to the next episode but okay let, let, let me let me answer this one so uh, right now I think what is this new heaven and new earth yeah yeah so the word new is a very interesting word. It is not brand new. In the original Greek is the word kainos, which means it is a renewed heaven and a renewed earth. So we all know that when Adam and Eve sinned, all of creation fell. So everything on this earth, everything in the universe, for some reason, there is a falling away, so to speak, you know, it, it is not functioning at its best because of the presence of sin. So when Jesus uh, returns and then 
after the thousand year reign, we're going to have the consummation of all things. That means the completion, the realization, the full realization of the kingdom of God on the earth and in the universe. At that time, God is not going to create a brand new heaven and a brand new earth. He's going to renew everything. I mean, He's a redeemer. He takes that which is uh, broken down and He restores it and brings it back to His original intention. So this earth will go back into its original intention. The whole universe, the whole, all of heaven will go back to its original intention. So it's going to be a very exciting, exciting time. And we know that uh, in this in this new heaven and new earth, you know, there's going to be no more sickness, no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering. So it's, it's, it's going to be joy and joy forevermore. Now, what's going to happen uh, to us when we are there? Well, all of this, I've been saying this for so many years. I, I recently even uh, posted on this, I, I, I believe, uh, recently I just talked about heaven, you know, in one of my social media posts. And heaven is a place of righteousness, peace and joy. Romans 14 verse 17 says that the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So heaven is like that. It's full of purity, it's full of righteousness. There's no sin in heaven. Now, and then it, heaven is a place of, of peace and of joy. So one of, first let me tackle this. What are we going to do when we get to heaven? Well, it says over here, I, I, I believe in the next chapter, Revelation 22, in Revelation 21, not 22, in Revelation 21 and verse uh, 24, it talks about in this new heaven and new earth, there's going to be a new Jerusalem. And it says over here, Revelation 21 and verse 23, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. So here it's talking about the new Jerusalem in the new heaven and new earth. Now this new Jerusalem, the dimension is given. In one of my recent Bible studies, I talk about how huge this new Jerusalem is. I mean, it is about um, almost half the size or, or two-thirds the size, I believe, of the United States uh, or China. But it is so high. It, it goes all the way up beyond the... It, the realm of satellites and if if you look at this the the volume of it it's no problem at all that 10 12 15 billion people can live in it and you know that all the way from the beginning of time until now at its absolute maximum i believe that i don't think it's more than 12 to 15 billion people i think it's more like 10 to 12 billion people mm. so we all can live in this place, you know, just the, the New Jerusalem. And then it says in verse 24, the nations will walk in this light and the kings of the earth will bring the splendor into it. Now, the word splendor in the original text, it means they'll bring their best accomplishment. They'll bring their gifts and their talents, their best ideas and their best concept into this New Jerusalem. So one thing is certain, in this New Jerusalem, everything that we have learned and achieved 
in this lifetime is not going to be wasted. We're going to bring with it into heaven, into eternity, and God's going to use it for our future ministry. Now, exactly what shape, what form, what fashion our new ministry is going to look like, we don't know. That's Bible, his question, Pastor. <laughs> that yeah, is his question. Of course, I learned about it. But definitely, there's a work for us to do. Mm-hmm. One thing is for sure, we're going to rule and reign with Christ in the new heaven and new earth. You know, I don't know how it's going to work, how we're going to reign over the entire universe of God. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But we know that we're going to have a new resurrected body, a body that can uh, move from one place to another at the speed of light you know or at the speed of thought some people say the moment you think it boom you're there <laughs> would it be nice the moment we think it boom next moment we're in Jupiter next moment we are in the Andromeda uh, galaxy wow you know you know I mean it's I, I don't know how it's going to be like I mean the universe today if you look the vast majority of it it looks uninhabited it looks very raw that I don't know, maybe God will somehow, you know, um, populate the universe in a way that we can never imagine. Oh. We know that all of creation right now is fallen. Romans chapter 8 says, all of creation is groaning for the time of redemption. Hmm. So at this time, in the new heaven and new earth, everything will be redeemed. Everything will be glorious. And God will have things for us to do for all eternity ever forever and ever and ever Pastor so so this part uh, I mean because we don't even know you know it's silent the Bible is silent about it but how should we live in regards to what we know about the new heaven and new earth I mean basically what, yeah, I, how, I, our attitude now now is like you know yeah, I think first thing first the fact that the nations will walk in its light the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it so the Bible is telling us today that everything we have, the kings of the earth, the leaders of the earth, the leaders of innovation, the leaders of technology, the leaders of engineering, the leaders of the arts, the leaders of organization, administration, I mean, the, the political leaders, whatever, everything we've learned in this life, we must learn the most we can, be excellent in them, because one day we're going to bring the splendor into this new Jerusalem, into this new heaven, new earth. Everywhere God has planted us in this lifetime, we must prosper where we are planted. Nothing is to be wasted here. Everything that, that we experience in this life, the good, the bad, the ugly, God wants to redeem it for His glory in heaven. So, first thing I want to say is that uh, everything in this life is a preparation for our future ministry in heaven. And then another thing here is this. You know, we got to meditate more on heaven, you know. Heaven is a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. But very often, including for many of us Christians, if not most Christians, we talk about heaven, but we are afraid to get there. <laughs> we don't want to be, we don't want to die. We are so afraid to die. We're so afraid that heaven will be boring. We think that heaven is a place where, you know, maybe because of the tombstone, we see RIP rest in peace. We think we're going to sleep forever in heaven. 
Or we're going to just spend heaven just singing songs and songs and singing songs and if you're a poor singer or not a musician, <laughs> heaven is very boring, you know? <laughs> you're just going to sing forever and ever and ever. I'm sure heaven is full of music. But what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is that heaven is a very joyful place. You know, in this earth, we only experience happiness, but never joy in its fullness. The Bible talks about a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And in my recent post, I've been talking about it, you know, that the joy of heaven is so great that uh, C.S. Lewis once says that, uh, or once said that, that all the, the highest rapture of a man and a woman, of lovers together in their physical consummation, if you compare that to the joy of heaven, it's like comparing milk with water. That means even the highest rapture of joy we can experience here on earth, physically, mentally, emotionally, it is like a tiny drop compared to the joy we get in heaven. So it, so I, the way I look at it is like that. Every happy moment you can ever receive in your lifetime. You know, I, I don't know, maybe the day you receive your your graduation, your, your re, you, you, you've been promoted, uh, you get your first paycheck, or when you're married, or, or when you fell in love, you know? Uh, all the happy moments when you have a baby, or when you retire, when, when the greatest thing happened to you. Can you imagine you take all the happy moments in your life, and you add them together, and you multiply that by a million, trillion, uh, quadzillion times. The amount of zeros. Yeah, you multiply that, it is still a fraction of the joy you can receive that is unspeakable and full of glory. So, I've been meditating a lot about the joy of heaven. And you know, there's a man called Richard Baxter. He's the most prolific theologian in history. He wrote the most theological papers in, in 2000 years of church history. And here was this man that was, he had all kinds of ailments, you know, he, he had a stomach, intestinal problem. He was in constant pain. He had severe migraine headache. He was very weak in his health. Every few days he would be falling sick. He couldn't eat. He was frail. And he was living in a time before painkillers were invented. Can you imagine that? And yet, in the midst of all that, in severe pain all his life, he could write the, the most amount of theological papers. So people ask him, how do you do it? He said, every single day, I meditate on the joy of heaven and the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, joy gives us energy, joy gives us strength. And we have yet to tap into this joy, you know. When we enter, when we have this joy, then we'll become like the Apostle Paul and all the apostles and the disciples of the early church, that even in the midst of hardship and uh, suffering, their joy of the Lord is the constant strength. Wow. So, and I, let, let me just share this with you. Recently, one of the pastors in our THN, she had a near-death experience. So she died, you know, really she died. And then she went to heaven. <laughs> and then she met the Lord in heaven. And then the Lord told her, said, I brought you up here to give you an experience of heaven and then I'm going to send you back. 
So she had a near-death experience. She came back, and you know she was able to share her experience of heaven with、uh, Sun and I. It was so amazing. It was exactly like how I've been telling you about the joy of heaven. So she said that when she went to heaven, she said the、uh, the joy was so great. The joy was so amazing. And in this life,、uh, this pastor she loves her husband the most. The two of them were inseparable. They are just a very lovely couple, and she's very young. No, she's in her thirties, and they were so in love. And she said that the joy of heaven was so great when she was in the atmosphere of heaven. He said that all she was so consumed by the love of God. He said the love that she had for her heart, what she has for her husband, was like nothing. And、wow. that's why. That's why while she misses her husband and she she didn't want to come back, and then Jesus said, "No, I want for you to do. You still got to go back." <laughs> she's still a young girl, you know. She's only in her thirties, so she she came back. Wow! And I that is that's why Paul says, "To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord." That I rather be absent in this body to be be present with Jesus, for the work that I have, I got to stay. And I can tell you, the older I get, the more I have a longing for heaven. Now I don't have a death wish. You know, it's not <laughs> like I'm dead. You know, but I, I, I just feel like I don't know. These few years, you know, something happened to me. Something happened to Pastor Kong. You know, and I have a longing for heaven, a longing for heaven. And I just feel like, you know, and that I can understand how Paul felt. That I, I think because I meditate a lot on the joy of heaven, that I just feel as if my heart is already halfway there. But I know that my time is not yet. God has a work for me to do. I'm going to do it with all my heart、uh, on here on earth. But every day I think about heaven. Wow, Pastor, <laughs> that is a that is an amazing answer. It clearly tells me that you actually really honestly, and of course everybody can can attest to it. We can hear it. You have been thinking about this. You really have been, you know. Yeah, the way you articulate, you can. Nobody can see, but I can see the 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 spark in your eye. You know, you've been really thinking about it, Pastor.、Yeah. There's there's a part two. It's very quick. Why don't I read it to you? Then let's end it here, okay, Pastor? Is you know, Pastor, he says that I'm personally very blessed by Pastor's teaching on resting in God as well as being excellent in the marketplace, Christ and culture,、right. and it's my conviction that my work is worship unto Him. I'm a life science researcher, happily married to a creative, and I could picture my wife illustrating paintings as a worship unto him in heaven. But I'm yet able to imagine doing research in heaven as a worship unto him in heaven. So, therefore, is there a relation between my occupation and my calling now, with regards to preparation for the new heaven and new earth, Pastor? Can I answer this question? I feel that after you've explained it, even though the Bible doesn't say it. But because we are all, you know, whatever we are doing here on this earth, I believe God can also use it as we, you know, maybe He can be a researcher, do, doing other things, seeing how、uh, the soil in Jupiter can we do, you know, can we grow things there and research stuff. Anything is possible, isn't it, Pastor? All things are possible. <laughs> all things are possible. I, I think God is a very creative God and a very wise God. You know, Paul was so amazed by the wisdom of God. In I think Romans chapter eleven, he he just exclaimed. He gave a doxology. He said, "Oh, the wisdom of God!" 
go. So the the thing here is that you, nothing in this life is wasted. Everything that we do in this life, God has a purpose for. So I want to encourage you. You, you may be a researcher of life science of of life sciences. Obviously, you're a very intelligent person. God is going to use your brain. God is going to use your mind so much. Your your intelligence is a gift from heaven for the work of heaven one day. <laughs> we have been talking about heaven, so I want to leave you a verse of how wonderful heaven is from Revelation chapter twenty one, verses four to verse five. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, "I am making everything new." Heaven is a beautiful place. One day, Jesus will make everything new. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cityradio.sg. Connect at cityradio.sg. To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg. www.chc.org.sg. Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ps Kong Hee. At ps Kong Hee. God bless you and stay safe.